0: Sixty-eight hours after issuance cdkng.com slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions terms and responsible gaming resources
1: if you'd like to make your nfl games a little more interesting you've come to the right place it's the even money podcast with ross tucker and steve bezik Yeah, Vegas, baby, Vegas, it is the Even Money Podcast and BetOnline.ag are your online sportsbook experts. Always remember, you got that awesome promo code, PODCAST1, to get a 50% sign-up bonus today. Preseason games will be here before you know it. He's Steve Fezzik, only two-time winner of the Super Bowl of professional football gambling. It's called the Super Contest at the Westgate Casino out there in Vegas. And check, check it out. Check the all-time winners. He's the guy. And he's here at Pheasic Sports on Twitter. Very, very much looking forward, Steve, to today's show. We've got Eli Herskovich from Radio.com Sports and the Radio.com app talking a little national title. Heisman Futures, a little college football today, maybe some NBA stuff. Uh, I told you guys last week, I'll tell you again, butcherbox.com, use the code Tucker. You get $20 off, you get free bacon, and I guarantee I'll send you a signed picture. We also are, for the first time, taking entries for this year's Fantasy Feast season-long redraft league, so encourage you to get involved there as well. Very excited about today's guest, Steve. He's a guy I met recently. His name is Eli Hershkovich. You're going to want to follow him on Twitter, at Eli Hershkovich. I don't need to spell that. No, I'm just kidding. I probably do. (laughs) H-E-R-S-H, like Hersh, like Hershey. Kovic, K-O-V-I-C-H. So check him out on Twitter. You get to at Eli Hirsch, he pops up. So you don't need to remember the rest of it. Just know at Eli Hirsch. He's doing a terrific job for Radio.com. Radio.com Sports used to be all over 670 The score. Highly encourage you guys to check out Eli's work on all those platforms. You all already know Steve. I already introduced him. Let's start, Steve, with picking Eli's brain a little bit. Eli, you know, one of the things I noticed was you you felt like there was some value in some of the national title and Heisman futures for college football. So I kind of wanted to get what you were thinking, where you're at, and then have Steve say whether or not you're right.
2: Yeah, Steve, you got me at that. Uh, feel free to, to feel free to pick apart anything I say. But uh, looking at the national title features first and foremost in Clemson and Alabama back to back have the lowest odds. Clemson at plus two hundred, Bama at plus two fifty. When I try to find value, you're trying to find market inefficiencies. So where Vegas or whichever sports book you're going to, whether it's FanDuel out in New Jersey, where that respective sports book is, is trying to is trying to get the sports better and trying to draw the sports better in and your job is to find the value. So again if you're looking at national title features, uh, Bama and Clemson, Georgia plus eight fifty, Ohio State twelve to one, both of those teams are public teams. Georgia and SEC school obviously just losing to Bama in last year's SEC title game and Ohio State obviously one of the better teams. In the Big Ten, Michigan two at twenty-two to one. But the team that sparks my interest, if Jalen Hurts is able to make the adjustment, uh, going from a Nick Saban SEC run-driven offense that obviously spreads, you know, it's a sp- it's a spread attack, but it's more revolved around the running game, uh, to an Oklahoma offense that has produced two of the better college football quarterbacks in the last decade, in Baker Mayfield and Kyler Murray. The potential is there for Jalen Hurts and an Oklahoma defense that should also uh, see an improvement. They were bottom tier in terms of 130 FBS schools, and you're talking about a defense, a, a Big 12 defense, that was in the bottom 100. So this is a defense that can only go up from here and an Oklahoma, uh, uh, an Oklahoma unit that just brought in Alex Grinch from Ohio State, former coordinator out there. So I'm expecting Oklahoma's defense to see a rise to top 50, Although when I try to find value again in college football futures with Clemson and, and Bama, it's hard for me to bet against either of those schools. Now Clemson was one fourth and ten away and 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 the inability to convert that fourth and ten from possibly not making the fourteen playoff. Trevor Lawrence got it done and and they whooped Bama in the national title game. And obviously Tua has had his has had his injuries last year, which which could hamper him down the stretch and going into next season. But to me, again, it's tough to bet against two of the better college football programs around, and, and the two schools that have combined for four national titles, all four of them in the last four years. But the Heisman Trophy, uh, the Heisman Trophy odds and Futures uh, appear to have a little bit more value, because again, you're looking you're not trying to, to bet against, okay, who's going to win the national title? This is different. The last uh, six of the last eight Heisman Trophy winners. Haven't won the national title, so you don't need. It's not like the NFL where you have to make the playoffs. You look at Lamar Jackson going back at Louisville to 2016. He was 100 100 to one to open up the season. There's value there in quarterbacks if they if they just put up huge numbers. And to me, the quarterback that I'm looking at, a player that put up similar numbers to Tua at Bama last year, is Sam uh, Sam Ellinger from. Texas, the potential is there. Forty-one touchdowns last year, just five turnovers, and and it, going into his junior season, uh, promised to to rack up close to fifty scores uh, combined with rushing and passing. And again, that completion percentage has promised to improve as well. He has the weapons, even though he lost his number one receiver going back to last year. The offense can improve in the explosive category. Uh, one of three FBS schools to not have a pass greater than 50 yards so if he's able to improve and develop texas is able to make a push in the big 12 and and allinger is able to to make a push himself for the heisman trophy
1: i love it so let, let's start with the national title part of it first steve the, now I, i've been doing this show long enough with you that typically you're gonna say and, and i might be wrong here but wouldn't you usually say you'd rather bet the win total for Oklahoma and/or bet the the line every week, then national title odds. And I know Eli's, you know, specifically looking at futures and trying to find value for futures for people that want to bet futures. So I, that's not what I'm saying. But I guess typically the math, right, Steve, would tell you you're better off doing the win total or betting the line each week as opposed to the national title odds?
3: Yes, and the reason is, is that the dastardly bookie takes so much vigorous in these future pools that if you just randomly bet on a, a team to go over under their season win total, you're going to lose, even if you know nothing, 4.54%. That's what the household is. In a lot of these futures pools, the house actually holds 8 to 10 times as much. So although it sounds attractive when you look at numbers on... A lot of the teams like in Oklahoma, you can correctly identify that Oklahoma is undervalued and that Oklahoma um, has a, um, if you had to make a bet, Oklahoma is the best bet of a lot of the teams that are priced similar to them. But still, you wind up getting short paid on them. The best case I could make is, uh, so I I just pulled up one book in Oklahoma, 16 to one. And here's my problem. I, I agree with everything with Eli's analysis of Oklahoma. I love it. But the bottom line is, even if Oklahoma makes the final four, and let's assume a bad scenario where they have to play Clemson and Alabama, and you're like, oh, I'll, I'll go ahead and lock in a profit now. They made the final four. I'm not so sure you're going to be able to lock in a profit because I'm not so sure they're not going to be a three to four to one underdog in both of those games. So, I mean, picture this they, Oklahoma is a dream season, they make the final four. And at best, you've got a small, small profitable situation despite them having this great year. So I would look towards um, it's sexy to give out the, the national title picks like that and go ahead and use that information and then look to selectively bet on Oklahoma either in the season win pool or in um, key games that they play. I like that's the way that professional bettors attack that analysis.
1: Yeah, and... And I know, Eli, a lot of people just like to bet futures. They like to bet Heisman futures or national title futures, and you're just saying, hey, if you're one of those people that likes to bet that, here's where the greatest value is. So um, I like it. Any, any follow-up thoughts there, Eli?
2: Yeah, I, I agree. I agree on the fact that, obviously, if, if you look, if you, if you want to bet on Oklahoma right, and you're saying they're going to make the fourteen playoff and you don't want to hedge down the road. The hedging is the key component there. And, and while if they don't make the national championship game, if they're unable to, to, to beat an in, in, in Alabama um, or, or a, a Clemson in that, in that Final Four, then you're obviously looking at a smaller profit on the hedge. But still, if you're able to hedge on 16-1 to and they make the Final Four, you're still going to be profitable rather than if you bet the, the over on the win total for Oklahoma – which is not anywhere close to plus value. So you're looking at minus 170, minus 180 to hit the over on their win total. And obviously the 16 to 1 presents value if you, if you like their, their longevity and, and the path for Hertz to, to guide them uh, to that, to that uh, Final Four and whether they face a Clemson, Obama, or whomever else.
1: What about Eli, uh, the NBA? I mean, here we are recording this. On June 26th, it's always funny. Steve and I talked about it a lot last week about some of the future stuff for NBA and and obviously with all the movement that might happen. What do you kind of recommend or tell people or any thoughts you have on the NBA sort of during the, uh, the calm before the storm, if you will?
2: Right, and it, it comes back to trying to find value yet again. You're trying to find... Market inefficiency. So uh, until sharp money comes in on where Kawhi Leonard is going to land, I know the the odds have shifted to Toronto being the favorite. But if you go back to a couple weeks ago, right after the Raptors won the NBA title, uh, they still had the fifth or sixth, depending on where you're shopping around, the fifth or sixth high or, or lowest odds. So you can still find value in Toronto at about uh, between eight or ten to one. To win the NBA title, and again, you're trying to gain the advantage before Kawhi Leonard and the news breaks that he's that close to signing with the Raptors. Uh, but looking at beyond Toronto and and the the fixtures of NBA free agency, whether it's the Kevin Durant of the world, and of course, you're going to see if Kevin Durant signs with the Knicks. For some reason, their NBA futures are gonna are gonna skyrocket down uh, to the 20s, which makes absolutely no sense because. Durant's not even going to play this upcoming season, so the value just isn't there with those major free agents, with the Thompsons and the Durants of the world that are going to impact the the future odds for some of these NBA franchises, but you also want to find value in, in teams where they have the talent is already there and the uptick is there and they were in a sticky situation in their respective series. And the Denver Nuggets proved to me at around 14 to 16 to 1. Again, wherever you're shopping around, the value could differ. You have Nikola Jokic, Jamal Murray, two of the better young talents in the NBA and and two of the more dominant younger players in this league, whether they retain Paul Millsap or not. You have Michael Porter Jr., who's going to suit up uh, for the upcoming campaign after sitting out and sustaining that injury a couple years ago in his lone uh, collegiate season. At Missouri, Uh, we'll see if they're able to nab a Julius Randle, which could uptick their odds. But uh, again, to to get the fifth or sixth uh, lowest odds in the Western Conference for the NBA title, so among the Western Conference teams, Denver provides a lot of value. And going back to that seven-game series, with the Blazers, Blazers, it took career performances from Evan Turner and Myers Leonard to get Portland over the hump a competitive series nonetheless, but Denver has the talent to overcome that, and they can run, especially with Golden State having their myriad of injuries uh, for the upcoming season.
1: Any follow-up, Steve, on the NBA stuff as we get closer and closer to kind of finding out where these guys are really going or what Eli had to say?
3: Well, one big agreement and one big disagreement, I guess. I love the fact Eli identified Hey, if you um, he talked about sharp money, um, identifying where players are going. And I might even say, instead of calling it sharp money, I might call it insider money because someone's going to know who Kawhi is going to sign with before he actually signs. And so if you know he's going to stay in Toronto, personally, I think it's still close to 50-50, although the current odds have him favored to stay in Toronto. And if you knew he was going to stay in Toronto, sure, 10-1, to solid value there because you blink and it's going to be 6 to 1 as soon as it's actually announced that he goes there or you know conversely goes to the Clippers. So I think that that's um, certainly a situation where you can get really good bets in if you know something that no one else knows, but that's unlikely that that's going to happen and once the news is announced then it's uh, pretty much useless. Look at the Anthony Davis trade with uh, the Lakers. The Lakers became the favorite to win the NBA. I got to tell you With the Denver pick, though, um, anyone who wants Denver at 20-1, to I'll give them way more than anyone else is offering. I think there's great value betting no on Denver. So we're going to go head-to-head on this. Denver, in my opinion, is the classic. Denver and Utah are the classic overrated playoff teams each and every year, and the reason is they always win 50 games because they have that tricked-up altitude advantage that they go ahead and – basically get extra wins during the regular season because teams come in on back-to-backs and altitude and they say, you know what, we're just going to rest players. This is the worst spot on our schedule. And that's why Denver and Utah always have these great home records. I know Denver was phenomenal at home during the regular season, but the bottom line is I I love Jokic. He plays great um, and I love what Denver's doing But do we really think that Denver's going to beat a superstar-laden team in the playoffs? I don't. And so although they could even get the number one seed, they were competitive for it this past year before they landed number two. I just can't fathom a scenario that Denver wins the NBA title. But then again, someone could argue and say they have said the same thing about the baby dinosaurs before last year. Obviously Kawhi Leonard made a big difference.
1: Yeah, I was just about to say, I don't think anybody thought the Raptors... If you would have told me, that I'm a Sixers fan. If you would have told me when Kawhi's shot hit the rim 17 times before it went in, <laughs> in, in Game 7, that the Raptors would win the NBA Finals, and how many games, was it five games they won, or six? How many games was it for the NBA Finals? Do you guys remember? Six. Yeah, six. Un- unbelievable. it if you would have told me that the Raptors would win the NBA Finals when they barely beat the Sixers on the ball bouncing seventeen times, and they went on to beat the Bucks, they went on to beat the War, there is no way I would have thought that there was a prayer in hell that that was going to happen. So uh, you never know. I mean, that that's that's the beauty of it, I guess. I thought, I think we all thought we all knew, and then it was Golden State. But then that you know injuries happen and. I guess that's sports. What about I saw recently, Eli? That the NFL MVP odds came out. Who who are you liking? I know this is another uh, as as Fez would call it, needle in the haystack bet. But I also know people people like them. So what do you? Um, I'm trained pretty well, by the way, aren't I, Steve? Over the years, I, I know your I know how you feel. But who do you like? Who do you got have value on, Eli? If people really want to bet. On NFL MVP.
2: Yeah, so let's start off with just running through some of the favorites. Obviously, Patrick Mahomes after the season that he put up last year, winning the MVP four to one, the favorite yet again. Aaron Rodgers at eight to one, and Luck tied with him at eight to one. Carson Wentz at ten to one. I know you're in Philly, Ross, and you do, you do some Eagles work. I think that's ridiculous to have them as the the fourth or the fifth highest again, depending on where you're shopping around. Uh, or, or lowest odds, if you're, if you're looking at it from that perspective, uh, in the MVP race. I get it, uh, the numbers that he put up before the injury going back to a couple of years ago, but it's hard for me to bet on, uh, uh, again, a, a very talented athletic quarterback, but that could be hampered by the back once again, and to put that kind of coin down when there is value elsewhere. Russell Wilson at 14 or 18 to 1 screams value to me. Deshaun Watson, there's your value pick. At 60-1, to with that kind of offense, with one of the best receivers in the league in New Hopkins, you still have Will Fuller. And, and if the Texans are able to put some sort of healthy offensive line together, we've seen some of the pass protection that Deshaun Watson has gotten over the last couple of years, obviously the injury going back to a couple of years ago. But if he can get just a, a couple more seconds in the pocket, I, we've seen what he could do outside the pocket. But if he could just get a little bit more time, that 60-1 to one screams value to me, especially with the kind of weapons that Houston has. Now, you could see some regression. I do like the Colts. Uh, going back to uh, a, term, a term we have mentioned earlier, the wind total, the, the win total for Indianapolis screams over 9.5 for me. Uh, so you're basically saying, is Houston going to make a wild card, or can they top uh, uh, an Indianapolis team that really re- revamped their defense to go along with a, a sound offense? In the off season, but uh, the Texans and Deshaun Watson at sixty to one—that is a, a
1: lot of value to pass out. Any thoughts on the MVP odds, Steve? Or did I already take your steal your thunder?
3: Josh, it's just not fair because I could present who I liked in the MVP odds and Eli could rip it apart, and I I would agree with him. Um, You know, i got to tell you, I'm down on Houston because of their schedule. Their schedule is so difficult. They have the hardest schedule in the NFL. So betting a player to win the MVP on a team that has a ridiculously difficult schedule, in my opinion, uh, I I, I got to tell you, I would love to lay seventy to make a dollar that he doesn't win the MVP. I, that that's where my value would be, but it, but I'm a broken record when it comes to this. I'm like I I just it's the the I, I do like the Heisman betting, and here's why, guys, because the Heisman odds and and Eli nailed it with Lamar Jackson. See, he was a hundred to one within. A month and a half, he was even money. I mean, those Heisman odds and, you know, the Texas quarterback, I haven't looked at Texas' schedule, but that analysis I like the best because here's a case where all these odds can dramatically change. Um, Do I think Watson's going to, you know, crack my top five in quarterback ratings? I mean, I would would be shocked. I mean, I just can't see how that's suddenly going to happen, especially with that O-line, which has to improve but still isn't good. So I I think the bottom line is – sometimes when I listen to someone who obviously knows what they're talking about, like Eli does. um, And I I would guess, let me, let me ask Eli, do you, um, are you more a better or more of an analyst? Would you say?
2: Oh, both. I love breaking down from the analytical perspective. And it's not like I'm, I'm not going to put my money where my mouth is. Obviously you you gain traction throughout the season on your individual bets. And then you're able to hammer one of these MVP odds. And it it helps your bankroll a ton. So, not like I'm not betting what I'm talking about. The Watson value, um, it's a it's a lean more so before I go into these numbers a bit more. But the value is there at sixty to one. I hammered Ellinger yesterday for Texas, and I, I'm still again the the betting on the the college football futures. Like we've talked about earlier, it's tough to bet against two of the top programs in college football, where it's not a we'll catch you. On one day, uh, on a bad day, and, and your season's over. Predominantly, the 14 playoff in college football, uh, unless, unless you have two losses, which it's, it's, it's tough to project Bama or Clemson having, you're going to have a tough time and then uh, getting into the college football playoff with two spots left in that mix if, if Alabama and Clemson are locked in.
3: Sure, and I. by the way, I loved your analysis on Indianapolis, and that's an example of I can tell you all the pros are going to love luck to have a big year and Indy to have a big year. So if you're going to bet Indy, and Eli quoted that 9.5 for a season win number, I know it's up to 10 in some spots, and that's an example where um, I know we're talking about value a lot, and I'm going to disagree with a lot of the value being thrown out there. And I, part of this is my pet peeve. I, every time I turn on the radio waves, I hear, oh, there's great value on this. And I'm like, there's no value on that. But I do think there's great value on in Indianapolis Colts over nine and a half because um, I think they sh- clearly are going to be the favorite um, and the prohibitive favorite to win that division. And I see a big year from the Colts. So I really like that analysis.
1: Uh, let's move on to some baseball stuff, Steve, because I know you – You never say this. You said, let's get into some MLB. That never happened. So why? (laughs) What's up?
3: All right. Well, let me caveat this because I'll certainly say Eli knows so much more about college football than I know about MLB. So let me put a caveat out there. But I did want to um, give you, as we approach the midpoint of the baseball season, some uh, big stories of the year, if you will. You guys can agree or disagree with some of my conclusions. So um, home runs are up 17.5% this year versus last year. Scoring's up 10%. And so we have to ask ourselves the question, has the ball been changed? And there's been a study done by Sports Illustrated that has examined fly balls that leave with exit velocities at comparable amounts uh, this year versus last year. And it turns out more balls are indeed leaving the yard, So we're seeing more home runs and comparably hit balls. And that has an increased scoring despite all that attendance is down in baseball and the bottom line is there's fewer balls in play. There's more strikeouts as well. So a question to both of you, if you will, the, the, uh, the millennials, are attending fewer baseball games. Attendance is down, and I think the reason is there's just less action in baseball, even with more scoring, less balls in play. I think that's the primary reason. Would you agree?
1: That's what I hear. You want to go last or you want me to go? Yeah. Well, I would just say that's that's the uh, that's the philosophy that I've heard people say. It's the what do they call it? The three true outcome: walk, strikeout, or home run, and that that's all that happens. I've had an I've had enough people say that that I'm sure there's some truth to it, but I don't know. I didn't think baseball was all that exciting even when <laughs> even when there was more quote unquote action going on. So I'm probably the wrong person to talk to about it.
2: Yeah, I I'm piggybacking off of Ross and he talked about the three true outcomes, right? Strikeouts, walks, and home runs, and I'll even throw hit by pitches in there because that's one of the formulas I use when I'm betting on baseball. It's obviously when you're, when you're going to watch a a game and you have to sit through the nine innings, if you're not a true baseball fan, it could be difficult. But when you're trying to bet on baseball and you're trying to find value to me, while the scoring is up, like you mentioned, because the home run rate is up this season in major league baseball, there's still value in the under because you're seeing Vegas pricing, these totals at a higher rate and at a higher number because runs are up this year. So if you can get, uh, if you could try to focus on and target uh, a pitching matchup where, for, for instance, the, the FIP matches up with the ERA. And when I'm talking about FIP, it's fielding independent pitching. So you're talking about those three components, what the pitcher has given up, home runs, walks, and strikeouts. Just focusing on the pitcher if you're looking to try to find value and where can it, in an elite pitcher go in seven or eight innings to hit that under and to help that total Stay under there's plenty of value because again Vegas is pricing those lines higher than usual
1: tell you what Eli you are the man this was fun gotta have you on more often there's no question and highly encourage people to check out Eli on Twitter at Eli Hershkovich just type in at Eli H-E-R-S-H You'll see his beautiful face looking to the side. (laughs) And he is the sports betting editor and analyst for Radio.com and Radio.com Sports. Thanks, Eli.
2: Thanks, guys. Uh, A really fun conversation. I'll talk to you guys soon.
1: Boom. Hard to believe our next show will be in July, but I love it. July means NFL training camps. July means once training camps start. Then you got the Hall of Fame preseason game. Then you got the rest of them. Then the regular season. All of which you can bet at betonline.ag using the glorious promo code PODCAST1 for the 50% welcome bonus. Or how about just making baseball actually interesting? How about making baseball entertaining by going ahead and using that betonline.ag website and the promo code PODCAST1 for a 50% welcome bonus. Look, betting on games, I'll I'll give you a little secret. It makes anything interesting. It really does. I mean, if we're being honest, it really does. It makes everything interesting if you have a little bit of money on it. Even if just a little something, something. BetOnline.ag, promo code podcast1. Other than that, I think we're done here. Good luck, everybody. Hope you guys win some money. Thanks for listening to the Even Money Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, the Fantasy Feast Podcast, and the College Draft Podcast, all available on iTunes at rostucker.com or wherever podcasts can
2: be found.